Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Just like you, I'm an independent retail business owner. I love the home decor and gift boutique I co-own with my sister, but I don't want it to consume me or my life. Join me each week as I share lessons learned, helpful tips, and valuable information for your retail business and life. Whether you're buying your products or making your products, whether you're a 25K business or a $2.5 million business, I'm on a mission to help indie retailers work less, profit more, and grow. Let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to episode 181 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast, five brick and mortar store systems every shop owner should document. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. So this is part two of four in a series of episodes where I'm talking about operations manuals for store owners. My intention for this particular episode is to start to break down what an operations manual might look like for a retail store owner. And that means we need to talk about one of my favorite things, systems. So if you've worked in a corporate job before, or maybe most paycheck kind of jobs, where you aren't your own boss, I should say, there was probably some type of documentation for processes and procedures in that business or wherever you were employed. I worked in government for almost 20 years, and although we didn't have an operations manual per se, that's not what the cover of the manual said, we had something very similar. In fact, when I was in training, not only did we have to build our binders, because when you think about an operations manual, you think about a big binder filled with hundreds of pieces of paper sometimes. We had to build our binders and get familiar with every procedure in the binder, and then we had to carry them in duffel bags up seven flights of steps every day, Monday through Friday. This is while we were in training. We were not allowed to ride the elevators. I was in the best shape of my life, let me tell you. So this concept of a binder with tabs and chapters and procedures is essentially what you're building for your business. You're going to start to take all that information that you store in your incredible brain and document it. In last week's episode, episode 180, and we'll link it in the show notes, I talked about eight reasons why an operations manual is beneficial to small retailers like us. So to recap, in case you missed last week's episode, it was consistency, training and onboarding, efficiency and productivity, standardized customer experience, reference and troubleshooting, compliance and risk management, succession planning, and ability for growth. And then the eighth one was continuous improvement. So within your manual, you'll have a lot of documentation. But today, I want to talk about five systems specifically that most indie retailers will want to document. Why five? Well, because if I shared a whole list or a comprehensive list of retail store, uh, of what a retail store operations manual looks like, you'll run for the hills. (laughs) Kidding. Kind of. So today, I just want you to dip your toe in the water. So let me share the five systems that I think most indie retailers are going to want to start to document if you want to build an operations manual. So the first one is inventory intake. 
And if you listened to last week's episode, you heard me mention my Systems and Processes Masterclass that I've taught multiple times. And during that class, I share several examples of what systems for indie retailers look like. One system that really clicks for store owners when I show them the diagram is intaking inventory. You know, when you receive a pallet of full of boxes of products that you then have to put into your inventory system. Where do you begin with all of that? Now, we're so used to doing this as store owners that we think it's simple and common sense, but when you actually go to hand this off to someone else to handle for you, you realize how nuanced it is and how many steps are involved. From what to do with bubble wrap and peanuts, those packaging peanuts that drive us crazy, but what drives me really crazy is the styrofoam. Oh my gosh, the styrofoam gets everywhere and it's staticky, right? And then anything to like how to price the products and then dozens of little steps in between. So that would be the first thing that I would say you probably want to document, especially if you go to market and you have, you know, however many dozens of orders shipped to you throughout the year, maybe more, maybe hundreds of orders shipped to you throughout the year. Number two is bookkeeping. And we've been talking a lot about bookkeeping in Master Shopkeepers. So in Master Shopkeepers on occasion, I will take maybe like a module that's in the lab, that's the library of information group members get access to. And I'll break it into little bite-sized pieces or questions to ask just to get the conversations going in the group around this particular topic. And that's what I've been doing with bookkeeping. And I do these for several reasons, again, to get the conversation going and to get group members, hopefully to stop procrastinating, especially when it comes to bookkeeping. Of course, to share ideas, to give members answers to common questions. I do this so that I can point them to lessons in the lab and then however many other reasons. A lot of it is we we tend to have like aha moments where we get great ideas from each other. Even if you have a bookkeeper, and many store owners do, at least I hope, I'm pretty sure you all do, there are still tasks and things that we need to do during this process so that we set our bookkeepers up for success and ourselves up for success so that the books can be reconciled every month in a timely fashion, right? That's the key. We don't want to wait a whole year to reconcile all of our receipts and bookkeeping and what came into our business and what flowed out. We don't want to wait until tax time to do that because it's it becomes overwhelming. It's very daunting. And I know some of you are shaking your head like, yes, Kathy, I know I've done that to myself. I never want to do that again. So bookkeeping is another one. This episode is brought to you by my free resource, 100 plus social media ideas and prompts for retail store owners. It's easy to get into a rut with social media marketing and not know what to post about. Get this 21 page downloadable resource filled with a list of long ideas so you can be inspired to post and market your brick and mortar store. Visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash 100 ideas. It's the number 100 and the word ideas all together. SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash 100 ideas and sign up for my newsletter to get the list. 
Number three is your store opening and closing procedures. Now, this is a much simpler system than the first two I mentioned. Nevertheless, it is actually a system and it's a great one to start with because it may not feel so overwhelming. It's often done by creating a simple checklist, nothing fancy. It can be a one-page document in Word that can walk a complete stranger through the steps to open and close your store. Well, you wouldn't, I know, you wouldn't want a stranger opening or closing for you, but this does apply to a new employee who knows nothing about your business, right? You hire someone and you're kind of prepared to let them open and close for you, but they do need to know all of the steps involved. And it isn't like we just walk into our stores, turn on a couple light switches and we're open, maybe take the open sign outside or turn it in the window or whatever it may be, there are quite a few more steps. So that's one that you can document. Number four is staff onboarding. Now, I know many of you are solo shopkeepers, but I also know that many of you want to grow. And if you take the Savvy Shopkeeper quiz, we'll link it in the show notes. It's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash quiz. And if you take the quiz and you find out which of the five stages you're in, I know a lot of you are trying to get to that fifth stage, the retail CEO stage. I just hosted a group call in Master Shopkeepers today where someone is in stage three, the profitable planner stage, and she said, mentally, like I'm just prepared to be the retail CEO, but I know I have XYZ to do and to accomplish before I get there. So anyhow, Once you get to retail CEO, you'll have a system for onboarding employees. It really is a must at that stage, but you can start to set that up early on. You want this to be as streamlined and simplified as possible because training and bringing new team members on can feel stressful enough. Um, I just had someone in Master Shopkeepers today comment about how, for a variety of reasons, she's losing, I think, four team members. And that is going to feel incredibly heavy. And if you have some type of staff onboarding documented, it lightens the load. It lightens the overwhelm. Number five is social media management. And this one might be my favorite because most of you don't even realize that you have a system for this already, at least in your brains, but you do. And oftentimes this is the one, I would say one of the first big tasks in our businesses that we want to, and sometimes maybe not want to, need to, um, and that we can hand off. This is a good story that I share on this topic. After doing the social media for my own store for years, I did hand this off. And I have to give a shout out to my friend, Waz, we call her Waz, for handling the Salvage Boutique's social media, I think over the past six months. Well, not only did I have to figure out a system for image sharing, info sharing, scheduling, content ideas, but what I also really needed to do was teach her the nuances of my strategy. So here's an example, because you might be wondering, Kathy, what does that mean? So I post products in the mornings that were open, that our store is open. We're open Tuesday through Saturday. And I do that so I can get foot traffic in the store because it piques interest. People might not know about something that we have or something new. And then, you know, hopefully the goal is to get them to come into the store and either buy that product or explore and buy other products. And then 
I tend to post informational or educational, maybe fun and personal content in the evenings or on days we're closed. And how would Waz know this, right? Like, how would she know this if I didn't actually teach her this? So these are one of the little bits and pieces of the way I do my social media marketing for the store that she would need to learn. So this is a good example of documenting those little details that no one would know but you. My guess is between last week's episode and today's, for some or many of you, your mind might start to race about where to begin with an operations manual. So next week, in part three of this series, I'll be sharing a helpful resource to do just that, to get you out of operations manual overwhelm and into action. So you'll find that this series, the episodes are nice and short and sweet, but stay tuned for that freebie that's coming next week. If you found this podcast episode helpful, please share it with a retail business friend or leave me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. I would really, really appreciate it. If you want to see the show notes to this episode and you want to see those five systems that I talked about that I recommend you can start with, Or if you want to find links to anything else I might have mentioned in this episode, you'll visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 181. And I feel like this episode was really short. I'm used to talking for 20 minutes, but I'll be back in your ears next week with another short episode and that freebie to help you build that operations manual. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.